I'm going to be able to cook with all the bacon grease I want. Oh, hells yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Deviating Tangents podcast, where we're going to ask a simple question. We think it's a simple question. It, we're not going to dwell on this topic for long, because you know how we get. Well, I'm the Deviating Tangents <laughs> where we do this. But what is everybody's favorite type of cake? Or you know what? Also, pie. If you oh, prefer pie to cake, what is your favorite kind? See, see, now, now you're throwing a wrench in things. I'm not putting. I'm not putting or both. You can so, you can like one of each. Yeah. So, for cakes, um, I haven't had a good pineapple upside down cake in a very long time. Neither have I. Okay, I can't say a very long time, but it's been a couple years at least now. My yeah. grandmother makes a killer pineapple upside down cake. I'm, I'm so, so here's a weird thing. Um, I'm not a huge fan of vegetables. I don't really like carrots. I love carrot cake. There's something about carrot cake. Yeah. Like, cause I, I never used to really be. I was the opposite. Like, I didn't care for carrot cake, but I would eat carrots, and I think it came down to being a texture thing. Mm. Cause it's like, I want like a fluffy, airy. Like I, I, I like the the dense, super moist, and and just the the cream cheese frosting on top yeah. cuts through it so and it's well. Like, I think with me with carrot cake, I like carrot cake now, but when I was a kid, it's like because it's granular. It's yeah. made with carrots. Yeah. So like when you're chewing it and it's all <laughs> dense and just kind of like harsh and coarse in your mouth. I've 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 had some that has. Uh, walnuts in it too and Ooh, that sounds good actually yeah, it, it's a nice breakup of the texture yeah um but that's for cake yeah so so i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna go out of left field here i like cheesecake is cheesecake pie cheesecake is pie okay so th- there was a an episode of good eats where um he's explaining you know what constitutes a pie to an alien who is just elvis that's that's <laughs> if that's not an episode of good eats i don't know what is um and and like based on the description of what a pie is cheesecake is pie okay i had an argument with somebody about this a while back and we i we never <laughs> could figure out it's like we were like, oh, cake is better than pie. Pie is better than cake. And then we're, we were at it for like 15 minutes before coming to the realization, wait a minute. Which one is cheesecake? <laughs> Whichever one cheesecake is, is the better one. I, 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 do, enjoy, I do enjoy cheesecake. I'll just we'll give that a minute. Yeah. I don't even know. I'll probably edit this and be like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, why are we quiet? Uh, so I, I I do enjoy cheesecake, um, really all kinds. But I'm I'm a fan of caramel and and, and raspberry. Yeah, I I like sweet things. I can't like when it comes to cheesecake. Like I am most happy if you gave me a New York style, just normal like original cheesecake with. A nice like sliced long way strawberry and just like a tiny yep. bit of whipped yep. cream on it. I, I like the New York style, but there is something to be said about the the French style, just super light and fluffy and creamy. Yeah. 
so good. Like when I eat a cheesecake, like I want it to get like stuck to my teeth. Yeah. Like, I yeah. want to. I want it to like. <laughs> and just get like stuck in your mouth. And 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 like, cheesecake is a very broad term. There's so much you can do with it. Yeah. What if you just made like a box cake and just put cheese on it? Uh, that's um, a cheesecake. Uh, no, because that'd be a cake, and cheesecake is pie. Yeah, but it's a it's a cake with cheese. Um, so by naming convention, you'd have a cheesecake. I'm gonna be real here. It's been four and a half minutes. We're still talking about cake and pie. This is a this is new for us. Usually, usually we veer much faster. Brownies are good. I like brownies. But so so how do you like your brownies? Do you like them more cakey fudgy. or more fudgy? Okay. Fudgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the same way. Like if I have to eat a brownie with a spoon, I am completely content. Yeah, I would rather eat a brownie with a spoon. I I, I love like turtle brownies with with just yeah. nuts and caramel and just I know it's bad for me, but I'm I'm gonna love every minute. Oh yeah, it's like the you shouldn't eat cookie dough because it'll get you sick. It's like that I'm gonna die as happy as I could be. Do you know why cookie dough gets you sick? It's not the eggs anymore. It's the flour. Exactly. It's because of the raw flour. Yeah. Um, I, I think it, it's still least, salmonella concerns, but it's coming it's, from the flour, not the... Yes. It, it, at the very least, <coughs> if you use store-bought eggs. Yeah. Because if you buy eggs from a store, they're all pasteurized. In, in this country, at least. It, in this country, yes. Yeah. But, like, if, if Farmer Dick next door comes by, he's like, hey, you want some eggs? And... You get some eggs and yeah, then maybe don't just eat them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't eat that cookie dough. Yeah, um, or maybe I would. So that that's actually uh, why we we refrigerate our eggs as well. It's yeah, because they're pasteurized. Yeah, they, they they are missing some of the the enzymes. Yeah, the the protections that they would otherwise have to to keep them shelf stable. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah. I do think like food chemistry and stuff like that's really cool. Molecular gastronomy is is in an insane field. Yeah. Um, you know, making. I, I happen to love the Food Network. I, I remember some episode of, of Chopped or, or some show like that. He made a, a deconstructed, open faced PB and J, but like the jelly was was like essentially mochi balls or something like that. Hmm. And, and like the peanut butter was a cracker that's interesting yeah <coughs> i discovered a couple of years ago that i can make s'mores pretty effectively without a fire yeah i mean microwave and marshmallow for a bit i throw them in the, i throw them under the broiler that's even better yeah uh do not step away from your broiler <laughs> yes please <laughs> please don't um, it, it, it goes from okay to oh my god, call the fire department really fast. Immediately, there was a I don't know the name of the guy, so I can tell this story without outing anybody. When my girlfriend was in college, um, she lived on not on campus, but like the school owned dorms, yeah. not yeah. dorms, but the school owned apartments that were adjacent to the school within a couple miles. It was on the bus routes, and so she stayed there for the semester. Well, her the when I started dating her, uh, she was in one of these buildings, and there were four buildings, not four buildings, but like four quadrants. So you'd walk, so you'd step in. There was to your right, there was a a set. To your left, there was a set, and then upstairs, and then same thing. So there's like four blocks, and there's like three to four roommates per apartment set. Mm-hmm. 
and apparently there was a fire emergency one night because one of the guys in her building upstairs made a frozen lasagna and baked it at 500. All right. <laughs> because and his is I I hate doing this, but it was his defense. He claimed when the police were like the police and the fire department showed up, they're like they're like why did why why did you do why did you think it was a good idea to do that not even scolding him he wasn't in trouble yeah yeah and he's he's like oh, i'm sorry i'm like i'm i'm not from this country and like, <laughs> it's like i get it if if you're used to things in centigrade but if you're right, oven that's, if that's you're fair. oven in a native in your native country what ran celsius you're not gonna cook anything at 500 uh, yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, if, if water boils at 100 Celsius, then 500 is is just charcoal. It's, it's lightning heat. It's, yeah. And so, like, I, it was the middle of the winter, too. I think it was January. And it's like, everybody's like, oh, is this a fire drill? It's like, no, there was actually a fire hazard <laughs> in your apartment. And we got to go take care of it now. But yeah. I'm the kind of guy that, like, I say just screw it to, like, conventional cooking instructions. It's like... If something See, says it, it, I bake everything at 400, that's that's how I do. I I'm I'm the kind of guy who will look at the instructions, throw them away, put things on on the the cooking utensils, and then need to go get the instructions again yeah. because I've already forgotten. It's like, all right, set the <laughs> set the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. I can do that. Toss. All right. What heat was I supposed to? <laughs> Seeing as we were able to cover most of the topic, um, my favorite type of cake, before we get too far away, although we are still sticking to food, this is this is neat. I like the I like the 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 slide tangenting that we're starting to do with this one. Um, my favorite type of cake. I don't eat cake enough really to have yeah. an opinion, <laughs> but one of my favorite cakes I've ever had was a um, just like. I'm not a fan of like. I think that vanilla and chocolate need to be mixed. Like, I can't. I can do an all chocolate cake, but I can't do an all vanilla cake. That's okay. I can kind of see that. With the exception of this one time, uh, I can't even remember where we were. But I just remember there being an example of just a perfectly sweet. It was. It wasn't even like a store bought cake. Or like a box cake. This was yeah. like somebody who is a baker and does this for a living is like, here's a taste of my livelihood. Yeah. And like, I got this tiny little sample of cake and it, I think maybe it was a wedding. Hmm. And um, well, wedding cakes are, are made yes, to be. Yes, yes. Like, it's like, very, perfect. it's a very different world. Yeah. But the, this cake was like pure vanilla, bre vanilla bean rich, wonderful. We'll see. There you go. If you're using like high-end ingredients, you're just going to naturally have a better a better end product. Yeah. I don't like the idea that paying for the most expensive ingredients is going to yield the best result. But at the same time, like these things are expensive for a reason. Yeah. Th there are some ingredients that the generics are just as good, if not better. Yeah. There are some though that where it's grown actually matters. Yeah. And and I think vanilla beans are one of those. Saffron is another. I refuse to cook with saffron. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never done it. I think it's too expensive. I, I don't want to do it because I'm going to love it, and then it's going to go in everything, <laughs> and then I'm going to be poor. I'm already poor, yeah. but I'm going to be more poor. <laughs> 
because I have to keep saffron in the shelves. Yeah. Um, no, I, I've got a I've got a weird thing with uh, with chocolate. Like like I have to really be in the mood for chocolate, and, there, and there's always so much I can handle. Yeah. Um, like if I'm looking for ice cream, I will pick vanilla every time hmm. over chocolate. And and that's not to say I only like vanilla ice cream. Like you know, I'll I'll, I'll go through the entire gamut of Ben and Jerry's, but like. If I'm eating ice cream, it's not just vanilla ice cream. It's it's all of the toppings and the mix-ins and yeah. everything that goes with it. And I feel like you can taste the individual elements better with a vanilla ice cream versus yeah. a chocolate ice that's cream. That's the that's the reason why. Yeah. That's why if you go to like an ice cream parlor, like a restaurant, like Friendly's, yeah. we have up here. I I love Cold Stone. Cold Stone. Yeah. Is so if you good. if you go to an establishment that deals in like ice cream sundays. The base is usually vanilla because of the stuff you're getting in it. Yeah. Um, it, because... it doesn't have to be. They can do whatever with anything. But, like, if you want a good flavor, you want that vanilla. Yeah, if you want to taste the stuff that's in it. Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying. Because chocolate can be rich and overpowering. Very overpowering, yeah. But, like, um, what is it with ice cream? I've been doing more lately. I've never been a fan of vanilla ice cream. Like, I'll eat it. Of course I'll eat it. But it's if I'm at the store and I've got two, you know, half gallons of Perry's, one in each hand, I'm yeah. not going with the vanilla. And like the chocolate's always a safe option. But lately, we've been I've been doing like red or black raspberry. Oh yeah, yeah. Like and just that and chocolate sprinkles. I'm a guy that doesn't like to pull it a whole cream. Yeah, that, that that's fair. I just like to get a nice, like a delicious by itself ice cream and just enjoy a bowl of that. I don't know if that's a heathenistic approach to ice cream, <laughs> but I don't think if if you need to. Sure, if you want to put all the toppings on there, like I go to Friendly's every once in a while, and if I'm getting ice cream, it's a Jim Dandy. Yeah, like yeah. they put everything they have, whatever in, they in can the bowl. find. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so much for anybody that lives near a Friendly's or just wants to recreate a Jim Dandy. Here's what you do: it's a five scoop chalice of ice cream, like literally a giant goblet. It's two scoops vanilla, two scoops strawberry, one scoop chocolate, and proceeds Which is a good ratio. Yes, and proceeds to have the following mix-ins two whole bananas chopped walnuts uh mar they used to do marshmallow topping mm -hmm. they used to do um pineapple like crushed pineapple oh yeah i remember that um and, like, and wasn't there like some kind of strawberry spread yes or they still do well? the they okay, still do yeah, the yeah. strawberry like it's like crushed <laughs> strawberries and sauce preserve and yeah. like sprinkles and whipped cream cherry yeah it's like imagine a banana split but made for two people yeah which, which people a banana are going to finish themselves <laughs> a, a lot of these things that are designed for two people to order people are just going to order themselves there, there have been a couple of times where i've gone out for sushi and and just oh hey the love boat for two i would love that by myself the love boat i would love that boat there's the I, I i shut down a whole restaurant once so so i was with uh, this big group that that um we would go out once a month for, for sushi at the same restaurant yeah and and like there's a lot of us so our orders take a long time to get through but i ordered the the love boat for two it was literally the the largest plate on the menu and the orders went to a crawl 
because they had to pull everyone to work on the one order Jesus. because it's so big. <laughs> and I finished the whole thing <laughs> and went for ice cream afterwards. That's horrible. <laughs> I've never been a sushi guy. <laughs> oh, I, I can't get enough of it. Uh, it's, I, I'm one of the, the things I'm looking forward to is, is just, you know, gorging myself on sushi again. Yeah. And I, I don't personally care for sushi, but I'm not of the mindset that it's like this bougie, yeah, rich people thing. Because yeah. you can go to places that, you know, serve good dollar sushi. I mean, you, you want to be concerned about quality because, you know, raw fish and all well, that. Well, yes, but absolutely. Like, but like you can, there, I'm saying there are places that yeah, are reputable. Yeah, yeah. You can get inexpensive sushi. Don't uh, don't don't get sushi from a gas station. Yeah, don't, don't get don't, ga- don't do get no. gas station food. Well, I mean the pizza is not too bad. Oh, pizza is the exact. Don't get cold gas station yeah. food. <laughs> oh, man. That happened to my that happened to my uncle once when we were. That's probably actually knowing him. It's probably happened a couple times. But I only yeah. have one specific story. We were. This is when I moved up here when I was a kid. Because uh, I from Tennessee when I was a kid. Uh, we had to, it's so like, we, parents separated. Welcome to my backstory. <laughs> parents separated. We come up here. I'm living with my mom and my grandparents. And so, like, a year goes by. Uh, separation is official. And we go back down because the house still has all of our stuff. We don't have any, like, real furniture and whatnot. We've been making do, but it's like, that's all our furniture. Yeah. So, we go down and we get, like, a, a U-Haul or something like that, like a budget. And so, we're driving back up. And it's a from central New York to Chattanooga is a two day drive. You want to stop. You want to stop. <laughs> I did the whole thing in twelve hours. It's a twelve hour drive, <laughs> but when you've got when you've got a five and a six year old. Okay, yeah, that. Yep. Yeah, you don't. That's a. Yep. That's not an all day thing. Because yeah. I did something similar to that. When when I drove down to Chattanooga, it was just me, so I just went straight through. Yeah. It, like you go at like two in the morning and you're yeah. there late afternoon it's like you still have day left it's yeah. awesome i love driving i would love to go on a road trip sometime soon but no so we're on the way back we stop just for like something we stop to like gas up and like uh just grab something like convenient to eat and then uh, brian <laughs> grabs i think it was just like a sandwich and like the wrapped in saran wrap yeah it was dark (laughs) like this sandwich had been sitting there all day oh oh no 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 like we get back on the road and suddenly we don't see him anymore (laughs) (laughs) and so we catch up to him at the next rest stop and he's like i had to pull over on the side of the road i can't can't, i had i had to use one of my good bandanas (laughs) And he just wasn't—he just wasn't well for the rest of the ride back. And 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 what state was it that that you're not allowed to, to leave it prepackaged on the oh, side? Oh, 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 oh! Um, shoot, ah, that's that's good. <laughs> Calling back to a previous episode. I don't remember what state that was. I don't remember. It, it, it doesn't matter. I think it's a midwestern state, probably. <laughs> no, that's the story of the time my uncle Brian got food sick got food poisoning on on the highway yep yep that'll do it don't don't eat cold gas station food yep pizza's good yeah because it's it's warm and and kept within you know safe ranges for it's like forever you were telling me with like with fast track it's a it's a piece it's a pizza shop that sells gas yeah so like like 
just, just tra- sit there and watch yeah, for a fa- while. Fast Track is a gas chain. I don't know how far of a reach gas, uh, Fast Track has, but there's a bunch of them here in our area. And uh, they're one of those places that, like, they're not just a gas station. They're also a convenience mart. Yep. And they have a pizza oven. But, like, for years now, I've been on, I've gone on record to say that Fast Track Pizza is some of my favorite affordable pizza. Oh, yeah. When we were working overnights and, and we were doing, you know, a big remodel and, and just needed something to boost morale, like, we, we would order a half dozen pizzas at a time. And, and they were fucking delicious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was always weird. Remember the time your your payment got declined because they thought your yeah, card so, was stolen. So it, it was it was a large order at, at a place that I hadn't um, I hadn't used that card there before. So they thought it, it, it was at uh, two in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So everything was fine. I'll, all I had to do was hit a button and say yes, this is me. But like, the, it wouldn't take my card at first because we were working overnights. So we were in the middle of a uh, the electronics reset. The electronics reset, and we had a team from the daytime mm-hmm. that had to come overnight. So it was like, oh, they're not used to this, and it sucks. And we're getting told what to do by someone a, who doesn't know what he's, he's doing, and he doesn't have a job anymore, which yeah, is testament yeah. to how bad he was at it. Like almost immediately after this reset, he's no longer with the company yeah. because he's that bad. That's how bad it was. And there were a handful of people on this team that were on the forefront of dealing with the worst of him. Yeah. I was one of them. Yep. John was the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and there were a few others, but... I, I had to move a fucking heavy-ass grate, and then he's like, oh, well, th- th- we were just planning on how it looked there. We're actually going to move it over here. Then why couldn't we just put it in the right place? Right? Do it right the first time. You don't have to do it a God, second time. God, I hated that guy. But no, it was funny. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. We all clocked out for lunch. Let's do pizza. And you're yeah. like, all right, well, let's do pizza. And yeah, you bought it. It's like fucking $60 it's like, later. It's like, you can't, <laughs> it's like you can't make this purchase. Why the hell not? You've never been here before. It's 2 in the morning. Are you sure you're you? That was Man. a funny experience. I just... I have a problem with, with people who think they know everything, but in reality have no idea what they're doing yeah and and they're they're throwing their authority around like it actually means anything there was a lot of dangerous stuff we did during that reset yeah stuff you didn't see really because it was stuff i was forced to do really yeah such as you know put up stuff in top steel that wasn't you know adequately or safely yeah gotcha (laughs) okay yep (laughs) and and that seems like the the kind of to do despite it being you know not safe and all of the extra stuff yeah that like we kept for months that we didn't need anymore but, yeah and, but, and there there was one display that we had to reorder because we couldn't find it and then like we found it later and, and it was just, in a place where he said just leave it here because we won't need it yeah yeah and and like that costs I, I'm gonna say the company, but really, it came out of our our employee bonuses and all that shit yeah, because that's just our, how came out of our how line. things work. Um, it cost the it cost us quite a bit of money. Yeah, like I think that display was like two or three grand. Yeah, just to tolerate his bullshit for a week. Yeah, was it two weeks? <coughs> it, it was longer than it should have been. I think it was ten days. Something like that. I don't remember. <coughs> it was a big uh, reset apparently, too. he was. Uh, 
was racing some other contractor yeah. or something. Yeah. They were racing another store. Yeah. And it was like an inside bid. It wasn't even yeah. like it wasn't even like a sign of uh like leadership or anything. It was just like, hey, I know this guy that's in a in another county doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's like we're both like making a side hustle bet of like a hundred bucks with each other. Yeah. And and you know what I think is the best part of, of, of the whole story? So in addition to having people from the daytime, uh, we had uh, uh, third party electricians come in. Yep. Uh, because you know we're we're moving everything around. We need to run new lines from the ceiling and all that. We had to Fine, change whatever. all the conduit. <laughs> so it turns out that the reason that this guy is no longer with the company is because these third-party electricians reported him. Yeah. And and we found this out because they had to come back several weeks later to fix the shit that, that they did because the guy instructed them to do it wrong. Yep. And I remember that's when we found <laughs> out that he got fired because the one guy that was like, in charge of the operation yeah. for the for the fixing of the electrical conduit he's like he's like we're like yeah so what are you doing back like is there something you didn't finish he's like no it's wrong we're like yeah. what do you mean it's wrong we have to fix it what happened the first time so you know that guy that told you all this <laughs> stuff yeah he told us to do it wrong and so we did it wrong and we reported him for it and he doesn't work for your company anymore that is fantastic I do, we need more people like that it's you see injustice. Yeah, shout it, outs you, you to the it. shout outs to the people that work in the trades that like can third party their and way through a back door. It, you, you know, you know what gives them that power? Unions. Strong unions. Yes. I don't know. There's there's a bunch of trade laborers that I've that I've both seen and met that don't work in union groups. But yes, unions are they exist for a reason. Yeah. Yes, there are some bad unions out there. However, the good unions far outweigh the bad. In in just you know, terms of sheer power for for the uh, I don't want to say end user because that's not the right word, but yeah, worker, working class. I don't know, whatever. Interestingly, this is not the turn I expected this episode to take. <laughs> I knew we were gonna go weird. I'm yep. like, let's start talking about cake, cake and pie. And just see where it goes. Uh, it's 26 minutes later. We're talking about workers' unions. Yep. Yep. How good is cheesecake, though? It is good. It's the best. I think, like, quantifiably. Yeah. I think, like, it's gone on record that, like, everybody that... Anybody that's been asked that question, that's like... So, I, I'm not sure what it what it is about cheesecake... But I do know that, um, I want to say it's in Europe, although it may be other places. Um, cheese is like one of the most stolen foods. Yeah. And, and like activates the, the same parts in your brain as, as like heavy drug use. Mm. I know that chocolate goes in the same place, goes in the same part of the brain that the chemical for sex is related. Yep. So... Gallagher used to do a bit on that. He's like, so if you're not getting laid tonight, have a Snickers. It'll do the same thing. But it's that type of chemical satisfaction. It's in the same yeah. part of the brain. Yeah. I didn't know that about cheese, though. I, I, I could have that wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm at least in the right ballpark there. Yeah. Food's um, weird. Food chemistry is weird. Yeah. I, I mean, just chemistry in general. Yeah. 
Everything is math, and math is science. Realistically, Everything is science. Yeah. That's like, there's stuff, there's stuff about food that I always thought was weird. Like, you're told from a young age when the bread gets weird, don't eat that. Mold's not good for you. Mm. We took that and, and made, made the world-defining medicine <laughs> out of it. But we still can't eat bread mold. Yes, because it is a, a very specific type of mold that, that makes penicillin. Yes. And if you just eat random mold you find lying around, you're probably going to get sick and die. So, okay, so we just can't have mold when it's in food. We can trust mold when it's in our medicine, but not in our food. Blue cheese. That was my next point. <laughs> Why the fuck can we eat blue cheese? I thought we established that we can't have mold in our food. Love blue cheese. So I love some blue cheeses. There, there are other blue cheeses that I just it, it it's a weird texture to me. It, it coats my tongue weird, and yeah. I just don't like it. But, but but there are certain varieties of blue cheese that I just can't get enough of. Yeah. Like like I'll take uh, crumbly blue cheese and throw it on top of steak while I'm cooking it. It's mm. just so good. So then that twists the that twists the narrative even more. Well, okay, so we can have mold in our food as long as it's a solid or spreadable offense well what about like kombucha see i've i've not had kombucha and fermented tea mold yeah that that is a step too far for me i know it's at the very least fermented tea i've always been told fermented tea mold but i don't know how legitimately true that is yeah no but when i've been told by everybody that it's fermented tea mold that starts to make you wonder, well, okay, maybe this is what people are calling it. I'm I'm not interested in trying it. There, there are some things that are just a step too far. Yeah. I've never been super heavy on tea. <laughs> I like tea. It depends on the type. Yeah. Like, I like herbal teas. Yeah. Like, I, I like my, my fruity teas. Yeah. Like, I do green tea every once in a while. Yeah. Like when I'm trying to start dieting or something, it's like I just you bought a hundred pack the other day. Yeah, it's like, that's what I have. Um, I'm looking at my tea and I'm like, you better make me skinny, you expensive <laughs> son of a bitch. I've I've got my um, herbal chamomile help me sleep stuff. Yeah. Just just a nice warm cup of tea at the end of the day just just helps so much. It is relaxing, <clears throat> which is weird because tea is a stimulant, or it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, it, it, it has caffeine. Yes. Um, but but uh, the the chamomile stuff has been decaffeinated. Yeah. Which isn't even it, then isn't still it has caffeine. Ginseng, that's the muscle relaxant. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. There, there's like lemongrass and, and yeah. stuff. Uh, everything has science to it like there's a yeah. science for every specific thing this is why we dart around so much because we want to learn it, it's also why unfortunately like homeopathic remedies get the traction that they do yes because yes it's a whole bunch of bullshit but there's the little nugget of truth because in there. Par- because parts of it are true <laughs> yeah like so this is one of my favorite things i like to do if you are sick Obviously, like sick to the point that you can't function. Hmm. Go to your doctor, get a Z-Pack. It's probably the flu. They'll make you feel better. But if you're like, if you got a sore throat, one of my favorite things is to drink warm things, obviously, because that's mm-hmm. going to soothe it. But drinking pineapple juice, mm-hmm. because pineapple juice has an enzyme in it that eats your skin. Yep. Pretty metal. <laughs> but it's literally, it's like scraping away the dying parts of your throat. Yep. 
with the bad bacteria on it so at the very least it can keep something that's going to be bad from being much worse yeah simply drinking pineapple juice when you get a sore throat can drastically cut down on the number of days you're dealing with strep if you get it and we're not saying this as scientists or whatever. Don't take this as medical advice. Like, obviously, yes, it's yeah. it's an infection. Go get, like, yeah. medicine. <laughs> see a doctor. They're the professional, not me. But, like, if you have a sore throat, pineapple juice will help. It's not the it's not the remedy cure. It's not the miracle cure. Plus, it just tastes good. It does. It makes you... It tastes sweet and tart and wonderful. It makes you feel better when you're not feeling good. Mm-hmm. My personal favorite go-to drink when I'm sick, though... I'm sure a lot of people did this. You know that punch that gets made at parties? It's ginger ale and Kool-Aid with the yes. rainbow sherbet in it? Yes, I remember that. So we so used good. to have this giant glass. I think I still have it. It's a giant glass A&W mug that holds like, I don't know, like 40 fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. And we would make that stuff by the mug. Yep. Like you just fill up like, okay, a third ginger ale, third <laughs> Kool-Aid. And then you just like... Put two large scoops of sherbet in there. And that was what we drank when I was sick as a child. My uh, my grandmother used to have it at parties all the time. Yeah. It's such an underrated drink. Mm. Because it's not... You can't put those three things together and com- make it commercially available. Yeah. It won't taste the same. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's not just the flavors mixing together it, it's also the texture yes, of, of the, the melting sherbet the, and, yeah. and all that it's like i like nesquik like if you go to like the store and like go back to the dairy cooler and like oh hey there's just a thing of nesquik back here mm-hmm. you can drink that and it's wonderful it's really sweet for chocolate milk but nothing will ever be getting a, a thing of nesquik powder and adding it to your own milk nothing yeah. beats that you can control exactly how much you put in there and put way too much in like you always do and (laughs) lie to your parents about yeah it's good it's just same same with kool-aid too yeah one packet per like a like a 72 fluid ounce pitcher yeah and it's like now you add one cup of sugar all right i'm gonna do three and see what happens (laughs) so i i have a weird thing with um so like if I'm drinking water or or like Kool-Aid and there's not enough of the mix in the water it it, it really bothers me like 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 it sends me into like like sensory overdrive. So like I am drinking what I expect to be Kool-Aid. It tastes like water with 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 a faint coloring yeah and, and like like it's only kool-aid in the mind it's it, it's not it's yeah have you ever tried kool-aid without adding sugar no it doesn't taste like anything I'm, I'm sure it tastes like colored water it doesn't receive a fruit taste until you add sugar to yeah. it. yeah I, I, even if i can taste the fruit it, it's it's like the intensity is is what what the issue is if if the volume of liquid that I'm consuming doesn't match the flavor intensity that I'm expecting. Like my my brain just short circuits. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> this was a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> like we kind of did like this parabola where we started talking about food yeah. and we yeah. went wildly off base and came back to food. So 
We're going to see you guys on the next episode. It'll be episode 10. We should do something special. Something special for the 10th episode anniversary of the Deviating Tangents podcast. I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Yeah. We'll probably have Kremit on the show. Most likely. He, he, he's hard to get rid of. Yeah. He's out right now. Yeah. I actually haven't seen him in a couple days. He's not just out right now. He has been out for oh, a while. Yeah. I can only assume he's doing an important business yeah. elsewhere. That, that, that you shouldn't question him on. Yeah. Because... If anybody sees Kremit on the street, like he looks like Kermit the Frog, but he's fatter and brown and has googly eyes instead of the half golf ball things. Yeah. And, just, and... just let him be. He's probably wearing like a fake mustache and a trench coat. And that's like, like that's supposed to disguise him. Yeah. But, but... <laughs> he's, he's a foot and a half tall. <laughs> Uh, stay away. Stay yeah, very just, far just away. Just leave that handsome devil. Let him go about his business. <laughs> so that we can see you guys on the next episode of the Deviating Tangents podcast. Everybody have a good night. Say good night, Scott. Good night, Scott. He is a gem. <laughs>